KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Suzanne Monahan. The majority of colleges and universities have temporarily eliminated the standardized testing requirement for admission because of the pandemic. And already, more than half of the colleges and universities in the U.S. have extended the test optional policy for current high school juniors. I spoke with former Associate Dean of Admissions for University of Pennsylvania and founder of Application Nation, Sarah Harborson, about whether the pandemic is accelerating a permanent change in standardized testing for college admissions. Talk a little bit about some of what the changes are that we're seeing with regards to the standardized testing for colleges, the ACT, the SAT. Yeah, lots of changes right now. So the vast majority of colleges and universities, as we all know, uh, adopted a temporary test optional policy for the current high school seniors. But over half of the U.S. colleges and universities at this point have extended that test optional policy for the current high school juniors. So that is from fairtest.org, which is a nonprofit organization that has been supporting uh, test optional policies for decades. So what that tells you is as we go into this next admission cycle, we can almost anticipate that, again, the majority of colleges will have a test optional policy. And it's interesting because there are pockets of the country where the ACT and SAT are quite available and accessible. Again, it depends on where you live, but I know some high school juniors that have taken the SAT or ACT two or three times already. And then there are other high school juniors, especially, you know, in parts of California, for example, that haven't have been closed out of every test that they've registered for. So what that tells you is that colleges are trying to be accommodating for those high school juniors, maybe even more accommodating than one might think. But there's always an ulterior motive when it comes to the colleges. They um, are probably gathering information because they know that they've been um, the recipient of some wonderful admission statistics this year. A lot of the more selective colleges um, are seeing enormous applicant pools, number one, and they're also seeing great strides in the number of students of color apply as well. And so for them to just stop this, you know, embarrassment of riches, you know, would actually harm them. You know, to go back to what it was a year before where application totals were actually on the decline is not something that they want. So there is an ulterior motive here. I think they still want to take advantage of those enormous applicant pools and seeing the types of students that they want in their applicant pool. But they probably are also trying to gather as much information and data because they know that one year of a test optional policy is not enough to evaluate what kind of impact it has on the institution. So my guess is they'd love to have more than one year of data to be able to see how these high school seniors do when they get to college. I was a dean of admissions of a test optional college and we had a decade, decade or more of data looking at the students 
um, GPAs after freshman year of college. And what we would do is we would look to see, you know, did they submit scores when they applied to college or not? And what we saw, at least at Franklin and Marshall College, was that the students who did not submit test scores when they applied performed just as well after a freshman year of college or at the end of freshman year of college as those students who submitted test scores. But we were lucky. We had, you know, years of data. And my um, my guess is that these colleges want to collect as much data as they can because they're seeing applicant pools they've been hoping for for years. So this could be the be- just the beginning of what you're saying, basically a whittling away of the standardized test requirement? I think for right now, we're going to see colleges use a test optional policy instead of a test blind policy, although there are a couple of exceptions out there. Uh, Reed College is a test blind college, meaning that they do not look at any test scores in the admissions process. Cornell University actually has a number of undergraduate schools I don't know if it's an even split down the middle, but about half of their undergraduate programs are going to be test optional, half half are going to be test blind in the coming year, and that was the case this, this current year. So test blind policies are still pretty unusual. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see more colleges adopt a permanent test optional policy, which would suggest that standardized testing is beginning to um, it's it's not going to have the power that it had in the past. And we see this with the college board. We, um, you know, we saw that they are going to be eliminating uh, subject tests entirely after June. So subject tests have been a way for a lot of elite colleges to require additional tests for their applicants, sometimes required or highly encouraged. And there were a lot of students thinking they had to take them or some of them, they didn't even know they had to do them. But the fact is that when the college board, you know, eliminates an entire test, these subject tests, and there were 20 of them, um, that's a pretty big deal. And you can see how some of these, how these testing organizations are, struggling even more than some of these colleges. You mentioned how some states, you know, the test is readily available and in other states it's not given where we are with the pandemic. And I've seen people uh, fly to other states to take the test or drive several hours to take whether the ACT, SAT. Do you recommend people do that? I am discouraging families from doing that. I am discouraging families from traveling to take the SAT or ACT. Here are the reasons why. I still believe that a student does their best on standardized tests in a familiar environment. When they take the SAT or ACT at their high school or another testing site in their community, On the day of the test, they don't want a long drive. They want to get to that location very easily. So that's the first reason that I'm not recommending that families travel to take these tests. Number two, I don't want any student to go on a journey just to be able to take a standardized test when I know and they know that most colleges are test optional. I also think that 
colleges are aware of where students live and the availability of testing. And so a student who lives in, let's say, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, which has had no available testing sites for about a year at this point. If a student from that community flies somewhere where testing is easily available or accessible, that admissions officer reading that application is going to know that that student flew somewhere and that they have privilege that other students do not. And so that can actually backfire in the end. So I am not going to encourage families to do that. I think it it incurs extra costs, even for families that don't even have the money to do this. That's the thing. For years, we've expected the average American family to fly, to travel, to visit every college on the student's list. Because in some cases, if you don't, it is held against you in the admissions process because a lot of colleges use demonstrated interest. So you see a family not being able to afford a family vacation, yet they're taking on debt to make sure that their kid is able to check in in the admissions office so that they don't get denied, even though they're highly highly qualified. The same thing goes for these tests. I do not want the regular American family um, adding more cost to this process when they don't need to. Has going test optional benefited the colleges that have done so? You know, for the most part, we have to wait till final data is available for this admission cycle. But I'm seeing that, you know, colleges are admitting students with scores. They're admitting students without scores. They are giving merit scholarships to those students who submitted scores and even those to students who did not submit scores. The one thing that I would point out is that there are a handful of colleges who just didn't fully adopt a test optional policy. And it's important to note this. So the University of Michigan and Georgetown University did not fully adopt a test optional policy. And I am hearing some startling statistics out of Georgetown, at least from their early results that they clearly favored students who submitted test scores. And for the University of Michigan, we will have to wait and see what the numbers look like, but at least the early results show that they were um, much more generous to students who submitted test scores. So it's just important for those high school juniors who are, or parents of high school juniors that are listening, you know, if University of Michigan or Georgetown is on the list They're going to expect standardized test scores, and they're going to expect high ones. So it's just something to keep in mind. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Suzanne Monahan, and we'll have another episode out soon. 